Welcome to the first season of Arise Esther, a podcast for today's Esthers, women who are ready to rise up in bold, courageous faith like Esther of old, who stepped up to lead when life was tough and hope was dim, but faith was fierce. Hi, I'm Don Scott Damon, your podcast host. I get to talk to some of the most resilient women on the planet, all who've tackled difficult life crises head on and triumphed. Now we're here to help you do the same. So turn it up, Esther. This is your moment. Well, today my guest is a very special woman, and you're not going to want to miss this. She is a certified Bible life coach, a women's ministry leader, a Bible teacher. She's an author, and her passion is to see women get in the Word and get in prayer, to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And isn't that what we all want? Amen. Because we are living in a battle called life. So you don't want to miss this. She's a multi-award winning writer and a contributor, to, a contributor to the publisher Worthies Inspired, Let the Earth Rejoice Devotional and Lighthouse Bible Studies, Heart Renovation Bible Study. Her book, been out for about a year now, Pursuing Prayer, Being Effective in a Busy World, released from New Hope Publishers in November of last year. She's written articles for CBN.com and ThoughtsAboutGod.com, and she has two columns in Blessed Living Women's e-magazine. I want you to welcome to the podcast today, Penny Cook. Hey, Penny. Hey, Dawn. Thank you for having me. Wonderful to see you today. You do so many amazing things for women. It's like you just really enjoy encouraging women in all things about faith and life. Thanks so much for, for being with us today. And as we get started, just tell us a little bit about you, your, your life, your, your family, your involvement. Okay. Um, I am married um, to my uh, junior high sweetheart. Mm-hmm. You're one <laughs> of those. <laughs> We've known each other from the time we were 13 and 14 years old. Um, we have three grown children, seven grandchildren. Uh, we're from the Northeast. We're from Boston area. Uh, but we've lived in Florida now for 28 or 29 years. Okay. Awesome. Beautiful. You can't go wrong with that Florida weather. You're getting ready to um, get a whole lot of Michigan snowbirds here in the next few months. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm eager to hear about your life of prayer. Why do you write on prayer? Talk to us about your book. And and I love the title, you know, How to Be Effective in a Busy World. If, if we are not overwhelmed in a busy world today, I don't know what. Yeah. I think with COVID, God slowed us all down. <laughs> uh, it was a kind of a divine interruption. And I think it was a divine interruption for a season. Mm-hmm. And then we do what we do. We just all got busy again on right. the internet and right. all of those things. I mean... I almost feel like I'm working a little bit more now because I can be on these Zoom meetings yeah. all day long. Yeah. Um, but so well, what, talk about prayer. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I think that prayer um, became really special to me because as a young girl, 
Um, I was given a Bible. I read Psalms a lot, um, probably more than anything. And, you know, you've got to get David's heart for prayer when you read the Psalms. Psalms of of prayers in song. Mm -hmm. And he pours his heart out. He's just vulnerable and says exactly what he's thinking to the Lord. And I think it showed me that uh, God would be my confidant. I felt comforted when I read it. Um, I felt uh, he was my refuge, my strength. And, and so that taught me, I think, um, to pray and gave me a passion for prayer. Um, of course, I've seen God work mightily in prayer. Of course, I've had prayers that were not answered, huge ones. But I think when you develop that relationship with God through prayer, you can trust him in the the bad times. Uh, You know, those those prayers that don't seem to be answered uh, as much as you can trust him in the ones that are answered. Yeah, you're touching on an area that's probably really sensitive to a lot of people, this whole idea about these unanswered prayers. I want to talk a little bit about that in a moment. But I love what you're saying about David out there. I picture him in the in the fields, you know, with the sheep or the shepherd where he, he really learned to be a worshiper. He really learned to just communicate with God, right? So... Is that how you're defining prayer for us today? Is it just conversation with God or do we have to say certain things for prayer? Um, You know, I think one of the things that led me to be so passionate about prayer and and to write about prayer is that in women's ministry and life coaching, I come across a lot of people who just aren't praying. Um, They're not finding the time. They're confused about prayer. They don't understand the power and necessity of prayer. It's a spiritual battle. And um, so that, that just made me see that need for prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, Say more about the, the warfare and the battle that prayer is. I think mm-hmm. some people believe that, you know, God's sovereign. He's going to do what he's going to do. So why do I pray? Does prayer mm-hmm. really change things? Right. Um, you know, I think prayer moves the hand of God. Um, for some reason, he uses us in his sovereign purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a spiritual warfare beyond just the popcorn prayers. Um, you know, you asked about, you know, is it just conversation? Well, it certainly can be. But Jesus taught us not just how to pray, but what to pray in the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. And I think we leave some of those parts out when we're just quickly praying. So, what I'm trying to advocate is beyond just those popcorn prayers, which are fine. That's how we pray without ceasing, as it says in First Thessalonians 5.17, yeah. but fervent prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, James says the fervent prayer, prayer is what avails much. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I mean, God is our friend, our confidant. We can just, you know, pop those prayers up throughout the day. But is there a time when we pray fervently, including the parts of the Lord's Prayer, worship, confession, um, yielding to his will? That's fervent praying. So those are some really powerful elements of prayer. You're saying worship, confession, yielding to God, submitting to his will, 
all mm -hmm. parts of a, a fervent prayer life, mm -hmm. not just a prayer, but to develop a prayer life. Right. What else makes it fervent? Well, what other ingredients are there according to uh, the prayer formula, if you will, that mm -hmm. God gives us? Okay. Um, well, I'll, I'll go through the acrostic um, for yeah. prayer that I talk about in my book. The Lord seemed to give me this acrostic for prayer, and each letter coincides with a different aspect of the Lord's prayer. Perfect. So the P is to be proactive. You know, it's interesting. We talk about David. Um, you know, he was out there in the fields. Think about how quiet that is and how you can hear God. Um, it's so different than our, our crazy lives today that we find, uh, find it hard to find time, but then we don't take the time to listen. Mm -hmm. Our world is so noisy, we can't hear. Anyway, we need to be proactive about that. Um, Jesus said, pray then like this. And to me, I see being proactive there. And then um, the R is for remember his righteous deeds. That is the hallowed be thy name. When we worship God, we remember who he is. We remind ourselves of his power and what he's able to do. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. Um, do we really get that? Um, so we get our hearts right when we worship. So we remember who God is. I, I got to interrupt for a moment. I would think that after you do those first two things, but uh, for certainly when you remember who God is, I would have to think that the prayer begins to shift just a little bit from telling God a little bit about the problem to start rejoicing with the answers. Does yeah. it not change? Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Um, anyway, pr uh, the next one is, um, uh, okay, what is the next one? <laughs> the A? Am I spelling it right? <laughs> Sorry, I got um, you off track. That's okay. That is to um, adjust our actions. Um, you know, we need to confess to God, and, and it's, it's more than just, um, uh, you know, forgive us our debts. What debts? We need to be um, uh, specific in, in confessing to God and, um, and then adjusting our actions, repent. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a part of prayer that gets left off, I think, when we're just quickly praying, handing them our list or just, you know, conversational. We forget that that uh, confession is important and also forgiving others. Mm. So, um, so that part of the book deals with that. It's a big one. And then why is yield to his will? Um, you know, it, it talks about um, his general will as well as his specific will for all of our lives. And how often when we are handing them our list, so to speak, mm -hmm. are we really looking for his will. And, and of course, we can't even comprehend the good things he has for us. So why would we be in control? Why would we want to be in control if we really understood how good he is and the good plans he has for us? Amen. Um, the E is, I call it, enjoy his daily bread. Mm -hmm. um, when we 
pray, mostly we do the daily bread part, right? Yeah. <laughs> we just tell them all our needs mm-hmm. um, or our wants. Um, but we need to remember he is our daily bread. He is the bread of life. How are we enjoying him as well as telling him the things that we need, which, you know, just before Jesus gave the Lord's prayer, he said, the heavenly father knows what you need before you ask him. Mm-hmm. So are we enjoying him? Yes. And then the R is for rest in him because after we've done all those things, we should be able to rest and trust, mm-hmm. um, rest and listen as well. Mm, that's good. Yeah. So, okay. So we have being proactive, mm-hmm. remembering the works mm-hmm. of God and what he's done. Adjust. Acknowledge our sin and adjust our actions. Adjust our actions. Yielding mm-hmm. to him. Enjoying him. Right. Uh, I think some people got stuck on that one right there. You mean you can enjoy God and you can enjoy his presence Absolutely. Many people think that God is just that, you know, taskmaster up there, just ready to crack us with a ruler if we do something wrong. How do we enjoy God? In his word and in prayer, when you, when you realize his deep love for us, his mercy and his grace, as holy as he is, he chooses to dwell in us. That just amazing it blows your mind and and when you when you and you're not going to really um get that if you're not in the word and you're not in prayer um you just won't comprehend it the same and but it's like it's like food the more you have the more you want Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) unfortunately yes that is very true But a beautiful analogy, because sometimes when you're emaciated or, or you're not eating correctly, you have a, even an eating disorder, you lose your appetite exactly. and you, you, your palate even becomes undeveloped. And it's so true with God that as we get to know the Lord and as we have this relationship with Jesus, like we hunger for him even more. And we begin to develop a taste for, you know, that's why God says, taste and see that I'm good. Yes. Because we hunger for him even more. And that is very enjoyable. There's something so enjoyable about a meal. Have you ever um, taken a bite of a meal that's so good and you do the dance or you just do the, you know, it's like, "Mm, this is so good. That's how God is. And you want more and you want more. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And it's the same spiritually. The further we get away from our quiet time with the Lord, the less we have a hunger. Mm. But if we, you know, and it's, it's not about our feelings. We, and that's where the proactive comes in. We can't just go according to our feelings because we'd never do anything. Oh, that's so right. We just need to do it out of obedience. Okay, I'm going to make this time every day. I am going to put prayer on the top of my to-do list. I'm going to schedule time for it, um, whether I feel like it or not. Mm -hmm. And, And the more you taste and see, the more you will want. I love, I like the idea about being proactive, intentional about schedule, because let's be honest, if we don't take time to put the big rocks in, if you will, those things that are most important to us, we'll never get them in later. 
So yeah. we have to say, okay, you know, prayer and mm -hmm. prayer is very important. As you said earlier, you know, maybe a lot of people don't understand the priority of mm -hmm. prayer and what it does, not just for you, but for your relationship with God, but then how it moves the hand of God. Mm -hmm. that, that, that's an important priority. So yeah. put it in the schedule. And then that kind of brings us back to the R then just to then once we've done all those things, rest. Do you really, can you really rest? I mean, I mean, we don't have to, we don't have to make it happen. We don't have to strive and beg. And a lot more, <laughs> you know, and we're all going to have different levels of, of rest and trust and faith. Um, it, it, it's a process and we're all in a different place in that process. Mm -hmm. We all, um, you know, have different amounts of time we can spend and things like that. So, uh, yeah, have no anxiety about anything, but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving with worship, <laughs> let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God will keep your heart in mind in Christ Jesus. That happens through prayer, through his word. So, you know, right it, it may not happen, you know, like an explosion the first day you do it. <laughs> uh, it may, but it may not. It just, you know, it may be something that grows over time. You've given us permission to have that process, and I and that's so good because we get discouraged if something doesn't happen right away, or if it doesn't feel comfortable to us, or mm -hmm. or you know we get beat up a lot in our Christian faith in terms of feeling condemned, like mm -hmm. you know I'm not praying enough, I'm not mm -hmm. I'm not reading the Word enough, and and we get that condemnation actually pushes us even further away. Right. Just like Adam and Eve, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. And then running, running because we feel embarrassed before God, which pushes us away even more. Mm -hmm. So how beautiful to know. That's why confession is so important. It frees us. Yes. You know, the, the load is lifted when we just come to him in honesty and I blew it again. <laughs> Mm -hmm. God, forgive me. Help me to do better next time. And it just opens that pathway to him. Yeah, that confession is, like you said, you know what, when we have that area of confession and that burden is lifted, and it will mm -hmm. be, we mm -hmm. have a better opportunity to rest at the mm -hmm. end of that prayer, knowing, wow, that, that burden is gone. Yeah. I feel it lifted. Right. I feel many times, you know, in, in, in my life, Penny, I do, I feel that God, you know, cause I have a lot of responsibility and I carry mm -hmm. a lot of ownership and responsibility for yeah. people's lives as being a pastor. Right. And there are times where I not realizing that I'm carrying something. And I think, why am I not praying and giving this to God? Why am I still carrying this? You know, yeah. come on, Dawn, you know better than this. Turn it over to God. Let him have Why it. we need to be proactive and remind ourselves of these things because in the natural, we'll naturally carry it. <laughs> yeah. So when you go to prayer, do you have a prayer journal that helps you remember the things that you want to pray about? How does that look? Um, I do, um, you know, and everybody does it differently. I have found over the years that what works for me is not a whole notebook journal kind of thing because it takes too long to write it all out. Okay. I keep an index card in my Bible 
And on that index card, I have all my family members, everybody and everything that I want to pray for. Now, I may not, um, uh, you know, describe each thing on that little card, but I will, you know, have a place for marriages, for addictions, for bereaved. Uh, and, you know, I may not necessarily write the name, but at that time, I know who I need to, to pray for in that category. Mm -hmm. So it's just simplified it for me. That's, that's mm -hmm. what I do. Mm -hmm. um, and then now that I've got this acrostic, I often use that mm -hmm. um, just to remember what parts of prayer, you know, I don't want to forget to, uh, to, to confess and to acknowledge my sins to him and, and get clean <laughs> before him. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to forget, you know, it, it's his will, not mine. What is seeking his will for a certain situation or whatever and, and things like that. So the acrostic has helped me because it's made me more mindful of the parts of prayer that Jesus taught beyond just reciting it, which it's beautiful. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think we need, you know, maybe he didn't give it to be recited. Maybe he was just teaching the parts of yes. prayer. Right. Very, very possibly that he was giving us the, the theme mm. or the headings of each one of those things. Yeah. You talked about it earlier. Let's talk about it for a moment. Is there a part in your book where you do share what happens when the prayer or the answer is no prayers mm. go unanswered. We don't get everything that we ask for and mm. that can disillusion some people. Yes. And it certainly can and discourage them for praying more in the future. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we, his, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His, you know, we're never going to un totally understand it, this side of heaven, no matter how hard we try. Mm -hmm. um, but, but God knows best. And I mean, there are some pretty hard things that happen in life. Why? I mean, and it's okay to ask why. It's okay, again, to be vulnerable and like, David, just pour your heart out. Mm -hmm. But we're not always going to get <laughs> what we think is mm -hmm. right. I was just um, uh, coaching with someone who, who lost her adult daughter. Um, and, and that adult daughter had three children. And I mean, those things, we live in a fallen world. We, I don't think... It, I, I couldn't do it justice if I tried to explain it. Mm -hmm. um, but but that, that is when we find God to be our solace and our comforter. Um, and, and maybe that's the bigger miracle, um, that we can find that in the midst of pain. Mm -hmm. You know, his, his strength and our weakness. Mm -hmm. yes. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, it is, it's difficult to, to hear those words. It's difficult to hear that, you know, well, you know, God knows best and we just have to trust when we really wanted something that we prayed for. We're in the situation right now. My sister's adult son just out of a freak accident, just, you know, went home to heaven and mm -hmm. left his wife and their uh, a little boy. Um, why God? You know, it's so painful. There's no answer to this. Why, God? And yet there is that place where his sovereignty, his rule, his 
grace is sufficient. His mercy begins to pour out. Mm -hmm. And we're already seeing some things that are falling into place where we can say, that's God. That's mm -hmm. God soothing. That's God comforting. That's God directing. That's mm -hmm. God knowing, knowing best. Um, yeah. But is it okay then to lament? Do you, that's another kind of prayer, right? Where I'm just, yeah. I'm lamenting. I'm telling God, I'm, I'm not yeah. happy with you, God. I'm angry. Mm. We I can think unless we're, we're honest and vulnerable with our feelings towards God, we're going to hide. Again, that's that hiding from him. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's better to just, yeah, lament. Go to him. Be, I mean, again, David, I mean, that's what he did. He just poured his heart out. He told it like it was. God understands. Whether we tell God what we're feeling or not, he knows. Yes. It's for us. It's for us to be free of it, to be wrapped in his love, to be wrapped in his comfort and his grace. And when we neglect prayer, especially at times like that, we miss that. Yes. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people during this whole area of COVID during this season have forgotten that beautiful form of prayer called lament because we've gotten bottled up. You see a lot of rage and anger in our communities and in our society right now, and it's pent up and it's being directed somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. How much more profitable and beneficial and effective in the title of your book, as you say, effective our lives would be if we could lament to God and give it to God, the one who really can do something about it. And when we know we've connected with him and he hears us, you know, he will respond. He will answer his love. His words are faithful. His way is true, but it's okay. You're right. It's okay to say, God, I'm really angry with you. And he'll say, I, I know, I know. Not patronizing, yeah. but it's a, I know, daughter, you know, we can keep. And, and ask for understanding. I don't understand this, <laughs> you know. And, and it's funny how God can change your heart about things when you pray and you open, and you're open to his will. Yes. So tell us again about the warfare piece of it before mm -hmm. we uh, conclude our time together okay. talking about prayer. How is prayer like warfare? Okay. Um, you know, I was thinking a minute ago that we didn't talk about the waiting part of prayer. Oh, yes. Sometimes prayer is not answered. Sometimes it is, but it's years in the making, so to speak. And we yeah. think God's not answering. And sometimes we give up praying because we think he's not answering. Okay. I just want to give you a little example of in my life. Um, my son was addicted to drugs for 13 years. Mm -hmm. And during that 13 years, of course, I was praying. But I got to the point where I didn't even have any more words. I mean, you do. You wonder, are your, are your words just hitting the ceiling? Yes. And um, I just felt like I was just saying the same thing every day. <laughs> um, I started praying scripture. Again, I was in Psalms, and I found verses that I could pray for him. So meanwhile, my daughter was at uh, Bible college, and my son had been arrested, and I had told her about it. She asked her small group to pray for him, so they did. I gathered around her and prayed for him. And after the prayer, one of her friends told her, I had a vision while we were praying of angels fighting with swords. 
And so she told me that, and it was just such a comfort to me. I just held on to that for years that, hey, you know, maybe angels really are fighting with swords for him. But I didn't even realize until years later that, of course, I was praying scripture, the sword of the spirit. We don't understand what goes on in the heavenlies when we pray. But I truly believe that that was happening. Um, My son now is a pastor. He finally went to a rehab and wonderful Christian one and uh, felt led to go to Bible college. And now he's a pastor. Is that because I prayed scripture? I don't know, but it can't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Amen. And, and truth be known, it probably is because there was warfare being waged a war waged on his behalf coming against the powers of darkness that had him held captive to drugs right and i mean did god have a plan for him that was you know to be a pastor and the enemy was trying to thwart that plan sure i don't know but but the bible says that we we fight against principal principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness Mm -hmm. what's going on in our country right now Yes. Rulers of darkness are, are doing their thing. Are we doing our thing, praying against it, fasting like Esther to save our nation? Um, I, I just really uh, feel um, committed and, and, and um, the need for fasting and praying for our country right now. Yes. How does fasting work with prayer? Because those two things go together, don't they? They do. They do in in many times. Um, And, you know, some things aren't accomplished without fasting. Mm -hmm. It's a Mm self-sacrifice. Again, do we totally understand it? No, but God says to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's a blessing when we do. Yeah, I am in agreement with that. There's a lot of things in the word that we're not exactly sure, you know, what's your heart here, God, or what, what's the, the why behind the what? And God will give revelation to us as we do those things at times. But if not, we continue to do them. Like, you know, we anoint with oil because the Bible tells us to anoint with oil. Call for the elders. Anoint them with oil. The prayer of faith will heal the sick. If there's any one that's sick among you. So I don't understand how that works. I don't understand why God says when you fast. He's not if you fast, but Jesus yeah. says in Matthew, when you fast, yeah. do it this way. When you give, do it this mm-hmm. way. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's just align ourselves with God's word. Mm-hmm. And I, going back to what you said in the beginning, God seems to choose humanity to work through and partner with through prayer. Mm-hmm. I believe there are things that wouldn't be done if somebody wasn't praying. Right. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the oil, you know, it's not the oil that heals the person. No, it's symbolic. And, it's symbolic. and it's, again, for us. Right. It's for us. And, mm-hmm. and the symbol of the, the working and power of the Holy Spirit, but it's still mm-hmm. a tangible thing that we can do yeah. to reveal a supernatural thing that's happening. And, that a, and an obedience and a trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Well, tell me parting words on prayer. Anything that we didn't talk about that you'd like for those that are listening 
Mm -hmm. And I, I can't help but feel, I'm going to go back to this, but I can't help but feel there are some that are discouraged in prayer and mm -hmm. we can close with, with a prayer for that. But before that, your parting words. Um, just really, again, I just feel this heaviness in my heart uh, to pray for our country mm -hmm. um, and to really be proactive in that. And if you can fast and, and again, that's, that's going to be, that's going to look different for everybody. You know, sometimes I just give up coffee because <laughs> that's the hardest thing for me to give up. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, to whatever degree that you can, mm -hmm. um, you know, can I just encourage your listeners to pray and fast for our country? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So that that's heavy on my heart. That's one parting word. The other thing is just that, um, uh, the book is, it's, it's not real heavy. We've talked about some heavy things. It's more practical okay. uh, to motivate people, inspire them to want to pray more. Mm -hmm. um, so well, it's the, a Bible study also. Um, oh, is it a Bible study? Yeah. So if you're looking for a Bible study for your group or personal Bible study, it is in Bible study format. It's called Pursuing Prayer, Being Effective in a Busy World by Penny Cook. You're going to want to grab that, read that, do that Bible study with others. If you've not been praying or if you've been discouraged in prayer, this is a good way for you to prime that pump and get your prayer mm -hmm. life going again. And I think that, you know, you said this, Penny, we wait for a long time. There are times we're waiting on God. And so mm -hmm. in the meantime, let's get our eyes off maybe what we need or we think we need because God sees it. You said it. He knows it before we even open our mouth. And yeah. let's join with saints around the world right now. We do need to be praying for our country more mm -hmm. than ever before. We need God and we need breakthrough. And um, if God does indeed partner with us for prayers, he's looking to see where are my intercessors. Yeah. Will you be one of them? Will you pray? Mm -hmm. Penny, do you want to close us in prayer today? I'd love to. Okay. I'd love to. Father God, we just thank you for the relationship that you enabled us to have with you through Jesus. We thank you that you have opened the, the way for us to come boldly to you, Father, uh, to your throne of grace. Father, I pray that each one listening will grasp that, uh, that, that love and that grace that you have and that desire that you have for us to be in relationship with you. That's what prayer really is, is a relationship with you. And so, Father, I pray for that. I pray for our country, Father. I pray that you would heal our land, that people would truly repent. Lord, you, you are telling that to the church, if my people, who are called by my name. And so, Father, we, the church, repent, and we ask you to show us each individually what that is for us, what we need to repent of, Lord, and that we would be more committed, Father, that, Father, we pray for awakening, we pray for revival, Father, in our land. Lord, we need you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your love, for your grace. Thank you for the answers to our prayers, even when we don't see it. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Penny, your website is Penny Cook with an E, right? Correct. <laughs> com. You can find her on Facebook at Penny Cook Author and Insta at Penny Cook Author and twi Twitter at Penny.Cook. And again, that is with an E on the end, C-O-O-K-E, Penny Cook. Great to have you on Arise Esther today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having me. You bet. And hey, you modern day Esthers, I have a question for you. Do you hear God saying, this is your moment to arise? Is it for such a time as this? I hope you enjoyed the show today. If you found value, make sure that you visit ariseester.captivate.fm. Like us, love us, and review us. And hey, want to join the movement? Visit us on thearisemovement.com to get connected. And for more information about me, your freedom coach and host, visit freedomgirlsisterhood.com. And while you're there, take the 60-day freedom challenge. You'll be so glad you did. Until we meet again, keep rising. This is your moment.